Welcome to the Good New Days. We're back with another episode. Excited for this episode. I have a, a friend of mine, and, and this episode is special because uh, we're going to speak about something that's very important to the heart of God, um, very important to my heart. And it's also a special episode because not only do we have one person, but we have two individuals, and they're a duo of father and daughter. And I believe that well, as you hear this, you're going to hear a lot of good info, some things that you need to know about. And um, so we're, we're going to get into that. But before we jump into <clears throat> this conversation, I want to remind you of a few things. First, welcome. Welcome to the good new days. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for jumping on. But there's a couple things that we would love for you to do, and it is to share. Share this podcast. Share this episode with family, with friends, with everyone you know. There has to be someone that you know that this conversation could touch, they could relate to this conversation. So make sure you share and, and, and say, tell someone you need to hear this. <clears throat> we want you to like, hit the like button. And, and if you could just do us a huge favor, start commenting. Like as soon as you start listening to this, comment, comment, comment. Um, write to us the things that you hear that bless you, um, questions, um, any concerns, anything that you may have that you want us to read. Go ahead and comment right now as we're speaking because we want to hear from you. Tell us where you're from. Tell us where, you, where, where you're hearing it at. But we definitely want to hear from you. Also, like, comment, share, and don't forget to hit that bell, that notification bell, so that every time we release a new episode, you get the notification that we're on <clears throat> and you could join us. And I believe uh, one of the main things and the last thing that I want to make sure that, I, that we tell you is none of this stuff just happens. So we would ask that if God moves you in your heart to give, to give and be part of uh, contributing to what the Good News Days is. So what's a way that you could get involved and you could help us here at the Good News Days? Number one, it's pray. Pray for us. But number two, you could also give. We, we want new cameras, new sound, new lighting, um, equipment, and all that takes um, a lot of money, obviously. So if you feel in your heart to give, we would love for that. <clears throat> Just hit the give option. You could walk down there. You drop down on the menu, and it says the good new days, and there will lead you in how to give. So thank you once again for joining us for the good new days. We're going to get started. We just want to welcome Pastor Frank Trotta and his daughter, Mia Trotta. We're so excited uh, to have you on today's episode of the good new days. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. Oh, it's great to be with you. Great to be yeah. back with you, fra Pastor Friend. Appreciate yeah. being here, man. So I've known uh, Pastor Frank for a few years, yeah. and in the last three years, God's kind of brought us back together, and it's been so cool to be able just to do life again. We go get coffee together. Yeah. We pray. We speak intimate things, man, that are going on in our lives. And then we also get to do ministry work together yeah. and speak about the kingdom of God and and just encourage one and challenge each other. Yeah. Sometimes our, our hangouts are, are very challenging and yeah. just refreshing. And it's a different kind of ministry, right? Yeah. So we get to, the perspective from in the church, the perspective from gospel work outside the church. So, yeah, I've enjoyed those conversations. Yeah. And, and these are things I love to do, man, just getting with pastors and getting with uh, guys doing gospel work in the city. Yeah. Wonderful, man. I, yeah. I appreciate your friendship man, and also you. the friendship of your daughter now. So um, this is the first time that we do have a father and a daughter duo coming together. Amen. And I think it's so neat that with the topic and what we're going to talk about, that it's a father and daughter duo. Mm -hmm. We yeah. knew that we wanted to speak about this. Yeah. And uh, we said, well, how should we do this? And I said, it would be amazing if we could get both Frank and Mia to be here. Wow. Because of what we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool that it's a father and his yeah. daughter. Yeah. So today uh, we're going to focus uh, on Love Life. Yeah. And that's the organization that both of you all are involved with, um, serve in ministry in, 
And we as a church at Nest Church have partnered and, and come right alongside you guys yeah. and um, really are grateful for the ministry, for the work, um, for the organization of Love Life and yeah. just the whole team. Yeah. You guys are, are, are such a blessing. So I want to share a little bit about Love Life. Uh, maybe uh, there's someone that's watching this right now, has no idea. Maybe it's someone from one of the churches. They've heard of this. But I think there's a lot of good information that people need to know. And, and it's like addressing the elephant in the room. So I yeah. think the best way of addressing the elephant in the room is let's just unveil it. Yep. And let's talk about the elephant and get it out of the way. Yeah. It's so, so yeah. let's talk about it. Sure. Well, let, let, me just, let me begin by saying thank you to you. I mean, I'm, just, I'm grateful for um, pastors that, that not, not just talk about it, but they actually walk the walk. They actually yeah. lead their congregations and, and shepherd their people in this gospel work. I mean, it's, it's not easy. It's, it, it's not pretty. Um, but this is, as, as my daughter often says, this is the heart of God. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm grateful for your courage, Pastor Rigo. Grateful for your boldness in shepherding, discipling the people to the dark places, to the hard places, um, because this is how we see God call us to love him and to love our neighbor. So I'm grateful for you. And, Amen. you know, you talked about ministry with my daughter. I never thought that I'd be doing ministry alongside my daughter in this way. I mean, I pastored in two churches over the last 11 years. Uh, ministry looked very different. Um, this gospel work outside the building now has me walk, working and walking alongside my daughter in a lot of ways. And it's, it's been beautiful. And it's been, um, it's been incredibly encouraging yeah. to see that generation now kind of lending their voice and rising up and being a, a faithful part of, of, of what God is doing in that generation. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, as we, as we speak about what God is doing and as we introduce love life, we're, we're obviously talking about the crisis that's at hand and um, we see it, we're going to see it and hear about it a lot now because yeah. we're getting ready for the for election season. And, and we know that one of the main things that comes up in election is what's, what's your view? Where do you stand mm -hmm. when it comes to abortion? Yeah. And um, I think um, being a believer, a follower of Christ, yes, I am a Christian, as both of you are Christians. We get it that as people watch this, maybe they're not Christians. Maybe they're trying to decide what they are. Yeah. Um, they're in all kinds of journeys, even in their own walk. Their journey may look a little bit different. Uh, but whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, this is an issue. Mm -hmm. and, um, and and we're going to get into the heart of that today in this conversation. Yeah. And we're going to hear a lot about it. And I'm just so grateful that you guys are here to to help out with that conversation. Amen. And grateful for what you guys do. So can you guys um, just introduce uh, to us and just share about what is Love Life? Maybe you could start about like how it started sure. and, um, and we'll go from there. Sure. Why don't you go first? Yeah. So Love Life is an organization that unites and mobilizes the church that to bring a culture of love and life that will result in an end to the abortion crisis and the orphan crisis. Um, it was founded in 2016 by Justin Reeder in North Carolina. Not a pastor, not a theologian, just a business owner, a small business owner. Oh, wow. um, and God has, you know, blessed his business and all that, but he just got invited to go out to a clinic one day and pray by somebody else who was convicted at this issue. And he was standing out there and he just was deeply convicted specifically of the thought of what if they were walking two-year-olds into this clinic. Wow. And so when that, you say clinic, like straight up where they're having abortions. Yes, an abortion yeah. center. Um, and so that thought moved him. Wow. And his, his, the next thought after that was where is the church? Mm. Why is the church on here? Why is the church on? No, why does why is nobody getting involved? And so um, that kind of God allowed in a series of 
sleepless nights God revealed to him um, in the book of Nehemiah, the way they were, were all working together to rebuild the walls of their city, laid out the model of love life um, to him. And from there, he began um, kind of gathering churches together and gathering people and figuring out, okay, what does this look like nationwide? And so since 2016, it's made its way um, in New York and California um, and so many other different states. And uh, just recently, a couple years ago, it made its way down to South Florida. Yeah, yeah. South Florida yeah. representing yeah. Man, that's awesome. So I mean, just seven years. It, it really is a great story, um, a great story of what God is doing um, in, in our country and, and here locally. Um, you know, I'm, I'm the South Florida director here for Love Life, um, and my daughter Mia, she, she handles all of the media and the social media and, the, and so the video content capturing of all that. And what we get to do, and I often say that to the team in South yeah. Florida, we get to do this. We get to share this gospel opportunity with the church. And I think what you heard Mia say, Justin Reeder and his family, um, just, just Christians, <laughs> just Christians recognizing the deep need for the gospel and for God's love and mercy to be present at one of the darkest places in their city. Um, the abortion center that they went to in North Carolina was the largest abortion center in the Southeast United States. Wow. And that was the genesis, really, of, of how love life began. And um, that now, from 2016 to today, now in 19 cities, as Mia said, across the country, South Florida being one of the newer ones. And, uh, you know, we started two and a half years ago. Yeah. And by God's grace, you know, we, we started really with a clean slate, just really presenting this gospel opportunity to the pastors, to the local churches. And uh, now, two and a half years later, almost three years later, we are at nearly five dozen churches. We're at 59 churches in South Florida that partner with Love Life. And it really is an amazing thing to see churches like the Nest Church and, of course, the Way Church, your sister church, and many others in South Florida have now stood up to say, we want to be a voice for those that don't have a voice. Yeah. We, we, we just don't want to talk about it. We really want to be a help and, and, a, and a presence to moms and dads and families that need to hear about Jesus. Yeah. Um, and listen, in two and a half years, yeah. to have that many churches rally up and, and be part of it's truly a miracle in the hand of God. Sure. And, yeah. that, you know, that's, that means almost 8,000 people wow. in South Florida have now been on a prayer walk with Love Life. Yeah. Almost 8,000 people. And, you know, what we celebrate, I mentioned it to you yeah. a little bit earlier, uh, last week we celebrated the 100th baby in South Florida being saved by wonderful. God. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's great. It's, 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 it's a hundred image bearers of God, no doubt. But you yeah. and I know, and we talk about this often on the team as well, that there's a mom and a dad, there's an aunt and an uncle, there's grandparents. This is an entire family dynamic that's mm. impacted when life is chosen. Yeah. Um, so that, that's a lot of what we get to celebrate Man. locally. That's, that's amazing. You know, you were yeah. talking about, um, and, we'll, and we'll get into that, you mm. know, about saving some of these families, some of these children. But you, you, you mentioned the prayer walk. Mm -hmm. uh, can you uh, walk us through what Love Life does? And specifically here, even in South Florida, I know there's the regional one and there's all, sure. and I'm sure, sure I think it's, you could talk about that, how it's all at the same time everywhere right. across the states. You guys can get more detailed on that. So what is it that, that we're doing? Maybe someone's watching this right now. It's like, I want to be part of something. Obviously go down below. You could check out all the links and, and click on Love Life. And, and there you could get all the information. You could reach out to us, hit us up here um, on this page. Right. Uh, but walk us through what happens in one of these prayer walks. How do we get to that place? What exactly uh, do you guys do 
and, and to make this happen? What, what, sure, what does it great. look like? And you right. mentioned the Saturday yeah. on one of these Saturdays. Now, yeah. I know I'm asking this question because right. I want people to yeah, hear sure, it. Yeah, sure, because you've been there. <laughs> but I've been to a few of them, yeah. and I love them, and it's, and it's a highlight for our church. But go ahead and share that. Sure. Share a little bit of that. Yeah, so why it's important, why, like he mentioned, the 59 churches and why we need the church. Love Life isn't Love Life. Love Life is the church. It's the body of Christ. It's the capital C church. And why they are vital in this is because the the method of love life is to have a Christian witness being outside of every abortion clinic in the nation. That's the goal. Um, We see abortions go down about 70% even more when there is a Christian witness outside of Mm. a clinic. And where do we get Christians from? The church. Mm-hmm. Um, atheists can feed the homeless. Jehovah's Witnesses do prison ministry. Nobody else is going to the abortion clinic. And so what Love Life does is we go to churches, we go to pastors, we bring them um, to clinics and we just pray with the pastors there. We show them um, what's happening in their city. We allow the Lord to use that however the Lord would w- would see fit and would will. Um, and then from there, the pastors agree to uh, have an adoption week like Ness has had for a couple years now with Love Life, where we share the mission and vision of Love Life and we invite the church to come on a Saturday morning. Uh, all of the 19 cities prayer walk at the exact same time. Um, on Saturdays at 9 a.m., we have a time of worship. We discuss the mission and vision of Love Life. We walk with the church to the local abortion clinic in whatever area it is here in South Florida. It's a quarter mile walk. Um, and all we do, the only role of the church that day is to pray, to walk, and to sing. So we walk to the clinic. We sing a song of worship. We pray for the abortionist. We pray for the mothers and fathers involved. We pray for the babies. We pray for people who have already gone through abortions, and we pray for the church. And then we walk back. It is peaceful. It is prayerful. We don't hold up signs. We don't shout. Um, There's none of that. The role of the church that day um, is to just be the representation of Christ, really. It's interesting that you just said that because... it's not my favorite thing about love life, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's it's one of the coolest things and one of my, one of my favorite things because I feel I feel so many people do things and they, and they have the right intention, but we could yeah. go about it the wrong way. Yeah. And I yeah. think the church has done that. Christians have done that. Yeah. Yeah. And Absolutely. what I love about love life is from the moment that we went to our first prayer walk and we did the adoption week and we went there, it was first off, it's so cool to see how organized it is. Yeah. Like we're not wait like. I feel like there's not a minute where it's wasted. Every yeah. minute counts while we're out there. Yeah. And you guys do such a good job to make sure everyone's in their place. I mean, there's a worship setup that we do with some announcements, with some encouragements, with some scripture reading, with some stats. And then from there, uh, where Pastor we Frank, you, you, with the pastors that are uh, adopting that week, will lead yeah. the charge. And, yeah. and they walk uh, and pray to the clinic. And then in that place, we, we, we pray for some of those prayer points that you just mentioned. And I think it's amazing that when we're right across, like, hand distance, right? Yeah. A, a stone throw away um, from this center, um, we're praying for these individuals uh, that are performing the surgery, right. you know? Right. Well, and, and I think that's so amazing. And we're not screaming. Mm-hmm. There's not signs. There's not people screaming, saying, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. It's really the love of God on those sidewalks saying, hey, there's hope. And I've seen it. I've heard it. I've Amen. been there. Yeah, when a young girl has walked out with a bag in her hand, and I've seen, and we could talk about the sidewalk counselors, mm-hmm. and I've seen one of those sidewalk counselors just give them hope through a megaphone mm-hmm. and love on them and speak into their lives, not condemning them, not bringing them down. And um, I, I just love the, the heart behind Love Life because 
it truly is the the heart of God. Amen. It's almost Amen. like that's the way God would want it. Yeah. That's the way God would do it. Mm. And for me, it was like that's oh man, this, yeah. we have to be part well, of. Well, you've this. got a you've got a good picture of it. I mean, yeah. obviously, you've, you've you've got experience with it. But that and I think I think that's what we want the the church to see. That's what we want the body of Christ to see. So so. Uh, you know, all this information you can certainly find at lovelife.org is the website that's got, it's our nationwide website, lovelife.org. You can get the information there. Lovelife underscore South Florida on our Instagram page. You'll see a lot of the images, a lot of the prayer walk images. You'll see all of this. Um, the prayer walk is, is, is part of what Love Life does, but Love Life isn't a prayer walk right? The prayer walk is a component of, of how love life engages the body of Christ in each of their cities. So Mia said, said an awful lot about, you know, what that looks like and all of those things are, are significant. Um, and the prayer walk is our tool. It's our, it's our motivational or motiv our way to motiv mobilize the church, right? So that's the tool we use to accomplish that purpose. And the prayer walk has that significant component because this is a missions trip in your city. This is the way we share it with the church. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's you said can, well. You can go, you go to Guatemala for missions, go to Peru for missions, go to, go to the ends of the earth, and you should. Global missions are significant. Um, but if you do that to the exclusion of the local mission field that is right outside their doors, um, that becomes challenging because we'll go to the ends of the earth, but we won't go across the street, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a local mission field right here. And this local mission field is literally the difference between life and death. So, you know, we hold it in, in, in that significance. Pastor Bernie on our team has this, this saying that, um, that, that he grabs. I'm just going to steal it from him. He says, yeah. you know, we celebrate and we love and we enjoy the freedoms that the Constitution gives us, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But it's awfully hard to have liberty and the pursuit of happiness if you don't have life. Mm. So we begin at life. And uh, all of the other ministries that churches engage in is, 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 is good ministry. It's solid ministry, and it should be done, and it needs to be attended to. And many others get to do some of those types of ministries, yeah. as Mia alluded to. Um, the, the abortion issue, the abortion um, epidemic in our country has had the deafening silence of the church. And that's been the trouble. Yeah. That's been the problem. And it, it, that deafening silence led Francis Schaeffer, if, if you know that name, Francis Schaeffer, one of the, one of the authors, writers, and uh, pastors of the past, had, had made this statement about the church. He said that every abortion clinic should have a sign outside of its doors that reads, we remain open mm. at the permission of the local church. Wow. And man, that stings. It stings because it's true. So what he's saying, he's saying is that this is a church responsibility. Yeah. This is the responsibility of the people of God to stand for the image of God in man, right? Yeah. So we, this is why I think we, we push hard and we, 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 um, we lay a lot of weight on it because of that, of that image of God that is, that is so very precious to, in God's eyes. Yeah. So the prayer walk is our component, our, our way to mobilize the body of Christ to take the, the hope of the gospel and the help of the church yeah. to the darkest place in the city, which is the abortion center. Um, yeah. The prayer walk that we go to, we've been to this particular clinic that we go to, the abortion center in Broward that we go to, that we walk all the, You've been there now a couple yeah. times too. Um, we have been there over two and a half years, probably 105 times. Yeah. Same center, same time of the week to do the same thing with a different church. And we have seen not just dramatic decreases in the amount of abortions, but the stories of hope yeah. 
the stories of, of when you share the hope of the gospel and the beauty of Christ to transform families. We've seen life transformation in many, many families throughout those hundred babies because that's, that's the approach of love life, Rigo. And you know this. The, the approach of love life is very much um, a grace-filled, loving approach to help have a conversation with a mom and a dad who go to the clinic who are already confused, who yep. are already hurting, mm-hmm. who already need hope. We want to share that hope with them. So one of the great distinctives of Love Life is their approach of, of, of really um, gospel-centered. It's really a gospel approach. So that's not a bumper sticker for us, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a tagline at all. Um, we, we share the hope of the gospel on the street right outside of the abortion centers, yeah. and we share the help of the local church. Yeah. So this is why we partner with churches. No, that's amazing. So, so when you guys are out there and um, in that moment, you know, you said you, you, you're there every single Saturday. Yeah. But I know that throughout the week, yeah, um, you have what you guys call sidewalk counselors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Want to share a little bit about like the role of those sidewalk counselors sure. and, and what it is that they do? Because I feel like when I'm there, they're so important to the team and what they do there. They're like those, um, those they're like the, the real heroes there, right? Yeah, yeah. They're the, they're the the Navy they're, seals. They're in the trenches. Yeah, they're the Navy yeah. seals of what Love Life does. So yeah. Mia's yeah. been on the sidewalk actually yeah. more than I have. So. Yeah. So the role, so the sidewalk counselors, when, when Love Life speaks about uh, the mission, naturally what they want to see happen throughout the nation and, and throughout the world, really to have a Christian witness outside of every abortion center, that's not just on Saturdays from yeah. 9 to 1030 a.m. Right. That is every single day hmm. that the center is open, every hour that they're open. And so God has blessed us with a phenomenal team of sidewalk counselors that are people that have dealt with abortion in the past, um, people that have loved ones that have dealt with abortion, mm-hmm. people that have really been convicted towards this heart, the, towards the heart of God on this mm-hmm. um, topic. Mm-hmm. And they spend four, five, six, seven hours at a time outside on the sidewalk every single day at these centers. And so yeah, what they well. do, what these sidewalk yeah. counselors do, one of the arms of love life in the sidewalk counseling is, is as you've heard on the sidewalk before, is reaching out to these women, whether that's um, whoever dropped them off at the abortion clinic, sitting in their car, waiting for them to get out, uh, whether that's women as they walk in or out, just extending uh, the hope of the gospel, the humanity of the baby, and the resources that we offer. Yeah. Uh, Love Life agrees to a two, when a mom chooses life, we agree to a two-year commitment, so through the pregnancy and a year after, to walk with the mom. We're, obviously, our concern is the baby, but it's also the, the life of the mom, the, the walk with God of, right. of the family as a whole, uh, the ministry to the family as a whole. And so another reason why Love Life needs the church is we need mentors. So a sidewalk counselor reaches out to a mom, shows them, you know, the gospel, the initial gospel and, and the resources that Love Life offers. We then funnel them into the church, into their local church, depending on what area they live in, where they're met with a mentor that abides by the way that Love Life trains and all of that, agrees to that. And then now they have another Christian walking with them through this and allowing yeah. someone to attend church with. Um, and we've seen that with multiple moms and multiple families um, in this time. And so the role that the sidewalk counselors play is incredibly important because mm-hmm. pregnancy resource centers are incredible. We love our pregnancy resource centers. We love Hope Women's Pregnancy Center. Amen. We love Mary's Amen. Pregnancy Center. 
somebody has to get the women there. Yeah. Mm. We love the local church. Somebody has to get the women there. Yeah. And so it's important and valuable that we have the church there on Saturdays so that they're given an, op- an opportunity to see that. But it's important and valuable that we have people there throughout the week so that there's not one person coming in or out of that facility that is getting missed on the opportunity right. to seek hope and help. Yeah, what, what you're hearing is is not just the, the loving approach of a Christian reaching out to a mom and dad that needs help, but you're hearing a a a commitment. So so you know what Mia said was extremely significant. I, I just kind of want to lay weight on that for a moment. Um, we commit to walk with these moms and dads and families for two years, Rigo. So, so nobody's doing that, yeah. first of all. And, and secondly, that two-year commitment, um, you're hearing in that the necessity, the, the ultimate necessity of the church. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things that drew us to Love Life is that Love Life knows they're not the answer. Love Life is not the answer. It's the church that's the answer. I say this to pastors regularly. My role on the team at Love Life really is, is to reach out to churches and pastors and min- ministries locally to, to engage them and bring them on board to adopt a week. We call it, we can talk about that in a few minutes. Yeah. But, um, and, and I say that to them regularly that, that they are, we just not just love the church, but we, we actually need the church. This is the church's work in the world. It's always been. It's always been the church's work. See, what we're doing is not extraordinary, right? right? And so the prayer walk is just that. It is that organized effort. So, uh, for example, we, we hire Plantation Police Department to be there. Yeah, They're great. there. Um, we hire them, too, to get us across the street safely. It's done well and in order. And any video you check out, you see moms and families yeah. and dads with strollers, and you see little kids. It's, it's that type of environment um, yeah. as a peaceful, prayerful presence of Jesus. Yeah. So uh, that's a distinctive of love life. Um, um, and as as Mia said, um, you know, the, the the relationship that we have with our praying to resource centers is top priority for us. Um, Hope Women's Center in Broward, Heartbeat of Miami and Dade, uh, two of the premier um, agencies that are helping moms and dads. We love them. And um, what we do is Love Life lives in that uncomfortable space in between the abortion center and the pregnancy resource center in right. the church. And we're literally shuttling moms and dads and families off the street and into the church. I mean, we will we'll drive them to the Pregnancy Resource Center. We'll Uber them to the Pregnancy Resource Center. We'll follow them to the Pregnancy Resource Center. And then we let the Pregnancy Resource Centers do what they're magnificent at in resourcing and loving and providing free ultrasounds and free pregnancy tests, yeah. all of those things for women. Yeah. No, and I, and I love... Uh I love that about you guys that, you know, I said earlier, one of my favorite things, right? This is mm-hmm. another one of my favorite things that you guys get to do that and, and, and commit to this family or to this mom yeah. for two years. That's so important because yeah. normally, right, let's say you change that person's mind, you save that baby and that mom that week, what are the chances that, hey, next week, sure. you know, they'll go and try it again. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that you guys get right there and involved and, and, and yeah. you know, hopefully there's a church that's there yeah. mm-hmm. to fill in. So yeah. well, that, that's why the sidewalk counselors are, yeah. are so significant. Um, like Absolutely. we said earlier, you know, they're, they're there every day and every hour yeah. that the clinic's open. Those, and they're volunteers. Yeah. And Mia also made the point that these are men and women who have experience with um, this, this, these circumstances, situations. Yeah. One of our one of our sidewalk counselors uh, in plantations, she's a retired nurse. Um, the other sidewalk counselor that we have, he went through. He is a post-abortive man. He went through abortion with his wife many, many years ago, wow. and um, he has committed his life. He's leveraged his life to help women make a better choice, make a better decision for life. Uh, these are the kinds of people that are standing on the sidewalk and extending the love of Christ yeah. to women that need to hear it. 
Um, yeah. You know, and that's from the Christian perspective. So we can also talk just what abortion is. Yeah. Because the 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 struggle is really recognizing that what we're doing is taking a human life. Yeah. This is the this is the sad raw reality of what abortion is. That um, the recognition is that you are dismembering a baby. Yeah. A human child. Yeah, because you know the way that they're feeding it to everyone is yeah. it's it's woman's health and it's mm-hmm. her choice. Yeah. And it's her body. And I, so yeah. I want to get into that because yeah. you know um, we were just uh, sharing uh, a few Sundays ago with someone that's pregnant and in our church and I was just there talking to I think it was maybe the husband or whatever and I said you know this is for me one of the most amazing things is to see a pregnant woman mm-hmm. yeah. because it's like it's a miracle it's like dude you have a human being and as as we know in scripture I fearfully and wonderfully made yeah. by God being made by the Lord yeah. right there mm. tendon by tendon muscle hair, like every detail right from the eye the connections of the of the uh, whatever those things are called, the interceptors, <laughs> a thousand of one, uh, one end to the yeah. other to get sight. Yes. I mean, it's just insane. Um, the detail that goes into a child in the womb. Um, and, I, and I was just sharing that, you know, as we dedicate babies and we had one recently. And I said, you know, you have two hearts in that body mm-hmm. in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like, think about that for a moment. It's yeah. not, it's two hearts and it's two bodies and it's, and it's you know, yeah. mm-hmm. two brains and you could go down the, the list of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to I want to get into that because, mm-hmm. you know, someone's listening to this and like, yeah, but, you know, it's the woman's choice and it's that. Mm-hmm. And, and but, but let's talk about that, because sure. what, what's really going on uh, and what are they what are they not telling us mm-hmm. when it comes to abortion? Yeah. Uh, what, what is that they're keeping away from us? Because we know mm-hmm. and I'm sure. Right. It's bringing in a lot of money. It's, it's mm-hmm. something's something's happening there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So what do we need to know? Yeah. when it comes uh, to abortion. Yeah. So I would say uh, to the unbeliever, biology um, no longer denies that mm. it's a human being in the womb. We can we can get rid of the nonsense that, oh, it's a clump of tissue. Oh, any um, biology textbook on the matter of, you know, reproductive health and, and all that, all of that, um, any embryology textbook on any college campus confirms that it is a distinct living and whole human being. Distinct because it is a separate DNA code, it is a different blood type, um, it is a different, it will develop into a different personality, all of that separate from the mother. Um, whole because it is equipped with everything it needs to develop and see its full personhood, mm. it just needs time. Yeah. Um, and living because it's alive. It's growing on its own. You will never in your lifetime approach a pregnant woman and say, hey, remember to make your baby grow. It's happening on its own because it's alive. A distinct living and whole human being. So we can't continue to say, oh, well, you know, it's just a clump of tissues. It's just a clump of cells. It's not. So to the unbeliever, it is a human being. If we can accept that it's a human being, It needs to be given the same dignity and respect as a human being outside of the womb is being given. If we wouldn't dismember a toddler, if we wouldn't walk a toddler into that facility, we need to treat infant children in the womb with the same level of respect. To the believer, when you hear someone say, my body, my choice, Mm -hmm. does that not sound familiar to you? Mm. 
of the sacrament of the Eucharist from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah, this so is my body broken for you. Yeah, that's good. Mia. Do this in remembrance of me. Yeah. All the devil needs to do to coerce us, to get us to believe lies, is change what God has already established as true, is malign what has already been dignified as true and worthy from God. God chose the womb of Mary to bring the savior of the world onto this earth. There is, a, there is a profound dignity that God lays on the body of a woman and on the womb of a woman to be cultivating life inside of it, to be knitting it together inside yeah. of it. That's why in, in Psalms 139, when it says, you knit me together in my mother's womb, the, the image of all of those, like you said, all of those fibers, all of those neurotransmitters, all of those muscles, all of those, all of those things coming yeah. together in the womb day by hour, minute by minute is beautiful and it is valuable. And we are not in the place. We, we are not God. We don't get to take life. And that is the um, secular humanistic yeah. flaw of today that is creeping into the church and is creeping into the hearts and minds of Christians to believe that I am God. I get to make this decision. I get, I get, I get. When our Savior has always said, I gave, mm. you have, you are. Mm. And so if we take any level of responsibility to what it is to be a Christian— if we see any truth in the gospel and in what God has ordained to be good, what God has ordained to be of him, what is he has ordained and called truth, and you choose to still turn the other way, you choose to still hide behind excuses, you choose to still not want to engage because it's uncomfortable, you're not called to be comfortable. Mm. We're called to be uncomfortable. We're called yeah. to, we are promised, Paul tells us that this life will bring trials and tribulations but it is worth it. That is the cross. When the Bible talks about bearing your cross, yeah. bearing a cross is not easy. Oh, yeah. And so there's plenty of different things, you know, um, when it comes to things like rape and, and all of those things, um, you know, less than 1% of abortions yeah. are a product of rape. I'm so glad you're mentioning that because yeah. As, yeah. A, as, as a pastor, sometimes people come up to me as, sure. as a Christian but people within the church or just people like, hey, yeah. Yeah. so how can you believe that or how can yeah. you be part of that or how can mm -hmm. you yeah. speak about that? Yeah. And it always goes to that one thing. To what rape. about yep. that individual mm -hmm. who has been raped? So I'm glad mm -hmm. that, you, yeah. that you mentioned yeah. that. Yeah, so the solution to violence is never more violence. Amen. Yeah, that's you good. Can't yeah. Yeah, that's good. You can't take the life of a child. You can't hurt and abuse a child because of the sins of their father. You wouldn't apply that. It's like I said earlier to that moral compass of a child outside the womb versus in the womb. You would never hurt or punish or kill a child because of the sins of their father. That same exact moral compass should be applied to children in the womb. Mm. While rape is disgusting, it is atrocious, it is a crime against a woman and it deserves, in my opinion, it deserves the death penalty. <laughs> The solution to it, the way to rectify the situation, is not to cause more violence and to create more violence. Mm. Like I said, less than 1% of the abortions that happen in this nation are a result of rape. Yeah. And so if, you, if we say, all right, I'll give you, you know, the, the rape um, argument, the yeah. rape reasoning, I'll give you that, but will you stand with me in 
helping end the other 99% of abortions that happen, most of the time that person is going to say no. And in that situation, that's when it's okay. So your issue is not standing behind something because you're so compassionate. It's because you fully don't believe that it is a life in the womb. Yeah. Because again, if it's a life in the that's womb... That's got to be the main thing. If it, yeah, if it's, yeah. It, because if it's a life in the womb, if we really do see that with the same value as staring at a child face to face, none of these are questions anymore. Yeah. The, yeah. It's not an option to kill the child. It's not an option to not do it if it's inconvenient for you, if you don't have the funds, if you've been... None of these things are viable options to ending that life mm. if we believe it's a life. Yeah. 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 And far too many, especially non-believers, but believers in the church that I've had conversations with just don't believe it's a life. Because even if they think they do, if they did, they would be doing something about it. Yeah, yeah that's wild. I mean, I'll, I'll stand on these two things. This is the greatest moral issue of our day, uh, and it's not new. No. The, the, devalue is, the devaluing of human life is not new. We've seen this historically many times. We've seen it in our own nation um, and around the world, in our own nation with slavery. We've seen this in Germany with the Nazi regime and the Holocaust. Mm. We've seen what the devaluing of human life looks like. We've seen that. And, and, you know, the Holocaust uh, killed 12 million people, 6 million Jews, because they were thought to be less than people. They were, they were of less value than a certain other category or group of people, so they were treated a certain way. In slavery, they were thought to be of less value. A certain yep. class of people, a certain group of people were thought to be less valuable than another group of people, so they were treated a certain way. And now, babies in the womb are looked at by the secular humanists, by the, by, the, by the culture of the day, they're looked at as less than human. They're looked at as less value, so they are discarded like mm. yesterday's trash. Mm. This, is, this, is, this is the reality of, of, of the culture that we live in. Um, so not only is it the greatest moral issue of our day, but I would also stand on the fact that the scripture is replete with showing us um, the, the value, the dignity, and the worth of human life that God places on human life. I mean, I, I say this often to the churches. I mean, Rigo, you are loved. Um, people are loved. Your audience is loved. I am loved by the God of the universe because he has made us in his image and likeness. You are made in God's image and likeness. You have value. You have dignity. You have worth. No matter where you're from, mm -hmm. no matter your economic status, no matter your, your current you know, background. None of that matters. Yeah. You're made in the image of God. You have value and worth and dignity. Look, this is why we don't like bullying. Right? This yeah. is why most of us, most sane people, they're against bullying. You don't want your, your kid bullied in school. Yeah. Well, because they're treated like they're less than, right? This is why we're against euthanasia. Mm. Because it is, it is saying a person has reached an old age, they are no longer valuable to society, so we can discard them, right? This is, this is what we're saying. But the scriptures paint a very different picture of, of, of what human life is like because God has set his love upon us. Mm -hmm. So those things we see in, in the scriptures. And you can go to Psalm 139, like Mia mentioned, but you can go into many, many places, into Jeremiah 1.5, another classic verse. You can go start in Genesis, first chapter, first book of the Bible, yeah. Genesis 127. Let us make man mm -hmm. in our image and likeness, right? So we see this throughout the scriptures, and I think that's a really significant part. And it's not just um, pointing that out, but it's also pointing out the fact that... Um, God loves them. Yeah. That's why we love them. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. We believe God's for life. This is why we're for life. Mm -hmm. Because God stands on the side of life. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I appreciate you guys, you know, and, and how you share it. 
you know, yeah. and, and it's, uh, you, you know, you, you hear the compassion behind it and, yeah. Uh, and, but the, there's a serious. Uh, you said it right. You know. Well, it's, a, it's, it's compelling. Yeah. It's critical and yeah. it's compassionate. And and I get it. You know, when when we're having this conversation, there's someone that, and and it could be hard for some people to hear. Mm-hmm. But it's something that people need to hear. It's something yeah. that needs to be spoken yeah. about. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. what what are, what do the numbers look like when it comes to yeah. abortion, like uh, within our very own city, our state, our sure. our, our our nation? Sure. Do you guys have? Uh, an we idea? do. Well, there's a couple. There's you know, in the state. What we've seen in Florida last year was 70,000 abortions in, in, Florida. in Florida last year. In, in Broward County, the county where I'm from, the county where we do the prayer walk, um, nearly 10,000 abortions, just under 9,000 abortions in the last calendar year alone. Um, these, these are the raw reality of where we live. And, and here's a stat that, mm. that probably we don't talk about often. Um, and this, this is, is helped by the silence of the church in many cases. Mm-hmm. Um, one in four adults, that's 25% of people, have dealt with abortion in some way. Um, wow. Whether you've had one or you've paid for one or you, you drove your sister to the clinic or your next door neighbor, what have you, um, 25% of people. So that means, Rigo, in churches your size, and in, in, practically in churches, in every the church we work with, um, there's undoubtedly people yeah. sitting in the pews that are struggling with currently or have struggled with abortion as part of their past. Mm. And, and when the church remains largely silent on the issue, um, then of course the people remain silent. They harbor mm-hmm. that pain yeah. Yeah. And, and they hold on to the shame and the, and, and the difficulty and the, and the angst from that. And they don't want to say anything because not, my pastor won't even speak about it. Right. So this is then they, so they, they continue in that darkness. And I believe what Love Life has been called to do is to bring light to the darkness, is to bring hope to the hopelessness, is to, is to uh, walk alongside the church as the church broadens its vision and uses its powerful, creative voice from God to, to awaken the church to the reality that there is hope and there is help. See, yeah. this is a compassionate reach out because it's not just that we minister to the moms that are that are. Uh, and dads that are thinking about getting abortion. We also minister to the moms and dads and families that have already walked through it. Yeah. Through our Hope and Healing Ministry here in South Florida, it, we lead a Bible study that walks moms and dads through finding hope, finding help in Jesus through the scriptures. And we have had probably 70 now, 70 post-abortive uh, individuals that have walked through healing and help through wow. our hope and healing ministry. And that, that's since a significant, you guys have started. Yes, yeah, since we've started. Wow. That's a significant component for us because we care about life from womb to tomb. Pastor Darren Bennett from Calvary Chapel, North Miami's coined that phrase for us from womb to tomb. That's th- this is, this is whole care for the whole life of, yeah. of the baby and the mom. And now, you know, we don't have the resources like, you know, we don't have diapers and formula and, and those types of resources, but we partner with these great ministries that we mentioned earlier, whether it's heartbeat of Miami and Dade County, hope women's center in Broward. We partner with these wonderful organizations because they do have the resources. Right. Yeah. So that's that, that this is our part in, in being part of the compassionate mm. shift in the culture. The shift in the culture from death yeah. to life, Rigo. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I love, um, I love how love life has helped the church and has helped even me, right? My family. Yeah. Uh, I love that I go with my son, like to the walks, for example. My son and my daughter go, but my son's a little bit older, so he asks questions. Mm. But it's cool because at, he's ten now, but he probably started walking when he was eight. Okay, a couple years. And at eight years old, I didn't have anyone to 
walk with me and tell me like, oh, this is what's happening. We're going to go to a building and this is what's happening in the building. Mm. You know, so my son at eight years old was already learning like, yeah, there are, there are parents, there are moms, there are dads that are, that are deciding to abort their child. They're deciding to, to have right. a child no more. Right. And it was a lot even for my son to take in. Sure. Mm-hmm. But how important it is that at a young age, they know what this Amen. is. Yeah. Amen. And, and I just credit, you know, the partnership and the friendship of yeah. Love Life yeah. to spark that. To yeah. spark that in the church and to kind of um, just spark the church, hey, you need to do something. I think you guys are doing that. And that's, that's yeah. what it is. I mean, this, yeah. look, this is the stuff of muscular Christianity. Yeah. This is what it is to flex our faith muscles yeah. in, the f- in the front of the, the dying and dark world. I mean, I think Mia's got an experience where she was at the clinic. What, what was it like yeah. the first time you went? Yeah, well, the first time I went, Love Life hadn't started down here some uh family friends of ours, very good family friends of ours. I was nannying for their family at the time. They are family friends with the Reader family that founded Love Life, Mm -hmm. and they were trying to figure out a way to um, have it start down here in South Florida because they recognize the need for it and how they can contribute to it happening um, at a a broader spot and just at the rate, the abortion rate in South Florida alone, um, the necessity of of bringing Love Life here. And so... um, they were able to, they invited me to come out to a clinic with them, the one that we now prayer walk to, um, and just see, just be there on at outside of the clinic with this mom that I nannied for and the children that I was nannying, just praying. And a car pulled in, uh, with a Broward college bumper sticker or parking decal on it because this clinic offers student discounts because one of the widest demographics of uh, young women getting abortions is 18 to 22 college age. Wow. And so uh, it Guys, pulls in. On, on. Yeah. This center gives a student discount. Yes. Yeah. And I believe it, it, I believe many do. Like it's not just exclusive right. of this. This is just general, you know, um, as if they're not making enough money from it already. Mm-hmm. And so this car pulls in and three girls came out and they one of them was getting an abortion. They walk her to the front door. They're all crying. And they hug their friend, and she walks in. And the other two girls go back and sit in the car and, and wait for their friend to get the life sucked out of her womb, literally. Wow. Wow. And seeing that as a 20-year-old at the time really put into perspective, that could have been me. Like, mm. that's my age. Like, I go to that college. And it was really just sobering to realize that people really, really believe that it's not a big deal. They really, really believe that it's women's health care. They really, really believe that it's their body and it's their choice. And the root of that is idolizing yourself the root of that is thinking you're god the root of that is thinking you can do whatever you want you can you know have sex however much you want as much as you want whenever you want with whoever you want as many people as you want and receive no consequences from that it's almost like hear me out (laughs) it's almost like god ordained sex for marriage and that when you wait and save it for marriage it's not a consequence of you having sex it's the gift and the fruit of it but because 
we want to be our own gods mm-hmm. and we want to be our only and we want to do all this stuff because it's all about me. Right. I'm going to take what God ordained and it, this is exactly what the enemy does. I'm going to take what God ordained. I'm going to twist it so that it that, so that I deem it good, so that I get to put my stamp of approval on it. I'm going to live however I want to live. And then whatever happens, happens. And it'll be fine. And I get to make my own choices throughout the whole thing. And nothing is ever bad going to happen to me because nothing I do is wrong because I'm, it's my body and it's my choice. Yeah. And that's what we see. That's the attitude most of the time of the young women going to these centers because that's, that's all they know. That's what's happened. And I would argue that if the church wasn't so silent on this, mm. if the church spent as much time throwing fun events for their young adults groups and okay. having movie nights and bowling nights and fun conferences and, you know, wow. all these like worship nights, if they put, and all of those things are good. None yeah, of those things yeah. are bad, but if they put half as much effort, time and money into that, as they would into finding the young women that need to hear that, maybe so many young women would have a different perspective on that. Yeah, amen, amen. I mean, you know, somebody listening might might think, man, that's 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 a strong approach, and and you're you're talking about the difficult images and and killing a baby and 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 all of these things. That's it's really hard, um, and they're right. That is a hard image. But that takes nothing away from the truth of it. Mm-hmm. Right. This is the reality of what's happening. And until we're faced with that reality, um, we'll go on thinking these other things. Yeah. So the, the truth comes out of the scriptures. The truth comes through the voice of the or church ordained by Christ. And, and we share that truth. But it is not compassionless. Mm-hmm. See, we know this. Love Life knows that everyone that shows up to the abortion center, every man, every woman, all of them need help. All of them are looking for hope, like, they, like they're looking for an answer for some sort of solution to their circumstance. That's what they're looking and for. And that's the one that they chose. And, and that's the one and that they, they chose. Was the best one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so love life, what we do is we stand in the gap. Like we're standing yeah, uh, another on, option, next to the ditch, like the Good Samaritan. Yeah. We're standing next to the ditch on the side of the road, and we're <clears> extending <throat> a loving arm and saying, Mama, Dad, there's another choice you can make. You do not have to take the life of your baby today. And people will say, well, well, who's going to feed them? And how are you going to pay for them? And how are you going to do this? Are you going to send my kid to college? Are you gonna... I mean, all of those arguments um, break down because, yeah, we will help. And not only we will help, but we will help you help your baby. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not going to pay for your, your, your child's college, but we're, we'll help you get established. Mm-hmm. We'll point you in the right direction to resources that are available so that you can begin to walk through life with that child who's going to love you, call you mama, call you daddy, and you're going to love them back. Yeah. So this is, this, is, this is very much a compassionate delivery of truth. It is truth and love, love and truth. And when you, when you exclude one, you damage the other. Mm-hmm. You can't have love if you don't have truth. Right. And you don't have truth if you're not loving. Yeah. So we, we attempt to, to put these two together and share that with the moms and dads that are there. And, and like, like we've said and testified to, man, we've seen such beautiful fruit, such beautiful lives have changed. We can give you names. We can give you families of lives that have been changed mm-hmm. because they chose life. And, and no one said it's going to be easy. No one said it's, it's not going to be hard. It's not going to be difficult. It's going to be hard days, difficult days. Mm. Yeah, that's the road we all walk. Hey, 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 newsflash, life is hard. It just <laughs> is. Yeah. But God will get us through when we put our faith and our trust in him. Yeah. yeah. And to that point of, you know, we, some of the language, you know, oh, killing a baby and all this stuff might be harsh. 
most people who support abortion have never seen an abortion. That's right. That's right. Have never watched a video that yeah. are readily available on the mm -hmm. internet. Maybe they should. Have Maybe never. Should. And I've seen people get should. shown these videos and then change their mind. Why? Because when you see it, you recognize that it's wrong. Yeah. And good. people are uncomfortable hearing words like dismemberment, dismemberment, like suction, like you know whatever all of the different terms. Like if you they know, only would see and know. If how they, they do only it. would yeah. see. How it uh, yeah. because we hear it and we see it and we begin to process it, the mental images start coming up, and that's uncomfortable. Well, why is it uncomfortable? Because mm. it's wrong. Yeah. And so instead of and they start to recognize of, right there, yeah, they start to recognize in that yeah. moment, it is a child. Yeah. And hey, it's scary. It's it's a scary truth to come to because mm -hmm. especially if it's not something that you've considered before or you've you know been opinionated about it in one way in the past, and now you're having to realize not only in your mm. pride that you're wrong or in your ignorance that mm. you were incorrect, mm -hmm. but now you're having to come to terms with this is happening and I was supporting it or however yeah. that is. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot. And there, yeah. there are Christian pro-life doctors who were former abortionists yeah. who speak out about Anthony wow. Levitino. You can search him on say, say again. Anthony Levitino. Uh, I hmm. might be butchering that last name, no, but no. if you see how yeah, it we'll sounds, find them and we'll put it there. So people yeah, can find yeah, yeah. On, yeah. on YouTube, on, you can see, um, his, his descriptions and and he is a wealth of knowledge into the more medical questions that people tend to have regarding um and topic yeah. pregnancies and all that but yeah. yeah and you know people might be listening and say well you guys aren't medically trained you don't have a medical degree you haven't gone to med school and and they're absolutely right we're not and we don't propose that we are now some on our team have mm -hmm. we do have some on our team that are medically trained uh retired nurses things like that we are not but 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 we have brains and yeah. we know how to read <laughs> and we know how to study and we know how to evaluate information, and we know how to discern, you know, um, documents. And yeah. so we we've seen these things that are readily available for us to watch and recognize. And we know this: that because God loves that child, and loves that mom, and loves that dad, we want to leverage our lives and do everything we can. That's good, yeah. To show them that there is someone that's going to help. And this is why those fifty-nine mm -hmm. churches are so very valuable. I mean, if anybody listening wants to know of a pro-life church, wants to go to a church that doesn't just say they're pro-life, that doesn't just put a little blurb on their website, but they actually walk that talk, they actually go about living that, man, we can give you a list of all of those churches in South Florida that stand for truth and that are courageous and bold in loving women, in loving yeah. families, and in saving babies. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we just want to, you know, you're, you're listening to this, you're watching this, reach out please below mm -hmm. there's links ask questions if you're feeling mad good reach mm -hmm. out to us with anger reach out to us with concerns reach out uh, with questions whatever it is but that's why we're doing this today and that's why you're watching this today that's why you're hearing this mm -hmm. today and um, it's so important that yeah. if someone's if someone just needs to reach out that you guys Absolutely. are letting them know we're available we'll, yeah. we will have a difficult conversation yeah. we are we are yeah. willing to have yeah a conversation and a discussion with anyone who wants to talk about this topic yeah. and with anybody on our team, men and women, older and younger, um, because we, we want to help them see the reality of life, the reality of real moms, real dads, real babies, and the reality that um, you can choose life and God will help you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what is the, the biggest, uh, you guys are in the trenches, you're in love life, you're doing this, you're, you're connecting with pastors, you're there every week. So there's a lot that goes into what you guys do, right? Mm -hmm from Saturday to Saturday, that's just part of what is done for Love Life, but everything right. in between, what would you say is the, the greatest difficulty, the greatest 
thing that continues to to rise up that you see as that obstacle of like yeah. ah <laughs> this is what we constantly face or these are the top three you, things that we're constantly facing did you want to go like? for you want to you want to go first you want to answer this no <sighs> I think I we got one right. The church. I, I got one. Yeah, that's church. That, that's, that's so. So that's for me, the easy then, version then of what I was going to say. I, I would say because I want to ask. Correct. It's, well, it's, why? What? What? What is the struggle with right. the church? What is the struggle with the pastors? <laughs> why? Why can't they speak on it? Why is well, it hidden? It's probably a couple things. No, and that's and that's that's the right question. Um, and it's probably a number of things. A lot of times it comes down to courage. Mm-hmm. It just does. And and look, I, I'm a pastor. I. I, I have the pastor's heart. I, I see um, my co-laborers and co-workers in the field, and I love these men. I understand the pressure that they're under. I understand the, um, the struggle day-to-day dealing with families, dealing with church business, dealing with staffs, dealing with all of the, all of the things, their own families, all the things in life. I understand it, and I respect it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in saying that, I recognize that there is still a burden of responsibility that the church has been given. And the men that are put in charge of the church have been given that responsibility. They are the under shepherds of the great shepherd. And they are called to shepherd and lead and teach and train and rebuke and correct and encourage and reflect Christ. Mm -hmm. And the way we see the scriptures and many of these men that I've spoken with, many of the pastors that I've spoken with, they agree. They agree that, that life is valuable. They, they agree that, that, that God is the author of life. God is the one who gives life, and God is the one who takes life. And they agree it's significant. Now, one thing is to agree. The other thing is to take the bold, courageous step to say not just will we agree in word, but we will agree in deed. Yeah, we will do. And we, we'll, we'll shepherd our people there. So it, it is a courage. It is, it is a, a recognition. Um, I think it was Howard Hendricks that said, there are many things that we can do. We must be certain that we are doing the one thing we must do. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the guarding of the Imago Dei, the guarding of the life in the womb, is so important to God that he would send his only son to redeem the world, to be born of a woman, to be born under the law, that he would redeem those who are under the law. Galatians yeah. 4. He sent Jesus through the womb of Mary, as Mia said earlier. Yeah. The, we, what we say at Love Life is the womb is a sacred space. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is where God is doing his masterful work of mm. weaving people together. It is a sacred holy space. And we see that, that as, a, as, as a significant moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to take the church and have the church be the voice of hope, be the voice of the gospel in front of a place of death, um, we scarcely see a greater thing that the church can do. And mm-hmm. many, those 59 pastors, those 60 pastors agree with us. And this is why they have set as a priority showing their people, we just don't talk about life as valuable. We just don't yeah. talk about God as being the author of life. Um, we, we talk about and then we show and we do. Yeah. So I would say the, the greatest challenge with the church is, is helping the church just broaden their vision just a little bit more to see the reality of the gospel need in the darkest place in the city. If they were to broaden their vision just a bit more and they would step into this great work, I believe not only would they see great fruit, would the church see great fruit, but we would put an end to this epidemic, to this crisis of abortion in this nation. Because the leading cause of death, Rigo, is not car accidents or heart disease or a pandemic 
or cancer. The leading cause of death in America right now as we sit here is abortion. Wow. Yeah. And the church has been called specifically to do something about it. Yeah. yeah. And That's I think right. that, and I, you've heard me say this here when we've done launch Sundays here, yeah. um, and you said earlier, love life is not anything extraordinary. Mm. We're just being Christians. We're just being like, Christians. We're just... <laughs> do what you need to do. <laughs> carrying yeah. the gospel and giving it to people who need it. Yeah. And I think to use the example of um, the Good Samaritan, so many times we pray to be the Good Samaritan. We want to be the Good Samaritan. We're not. Mm. We're the religious leaders that see something uncomfortable and want to keep Ooh, moving. Yeah. We yeah. see something Cross uncomfortable and we want to yeah. get to service on time. We mm. see something uncomfortable and we want to be a Christian without having to talk about the uncomfortable things. So we're mm. going to go do that because it's easier to call yourself a Christian but immerse yourself in the culture mm. than it is to call yourself a Christian, act like a Christian because that's what looks different. And that's yeah. what people are going to have questions about. Yeah. And that's what people are going to have opinions about that are different than yours. Yeah. And we have gotten way too, and especially my generation we've gotten way too comfortable yeah. with getting to have one foot in one foot out getting to go to church on sundays and then go step onto our college campus on monday and it you yeah. shouldn't people shouldn't look at you or your social media page and be shocked to find out you're a christian yeah mm. if you say you're a christian and somebody goes oh my gosh really <laughs> i had no idea yeah. that that should be a point of concern yeah. mm. and so what can be difficult about it is helping Christians see that because we rely on Christians. We, yeah. uh, we, re we need Christians to do it, right? Christian, like I said earlier, Christians are the only ones that have the, the hope of the gospel and the help of the local church to be able to give these moms, right? Okay, we need Christians. Where do we find Christians? The church. Okay, let's go to the church. The Christians in the church don't get it. Like if we can't get life right, we can't get the gospel right. We can't yeah. get much yeah. of anything else in regards to our faith right. Yeah, good point. Yeah, and and just to say this too, because this is not a criticism of the church. I mean, we love the church. We need. We're part yeah. of the church. We, yeah. are the church. Yeah, we are the church. I mean, I, I spend my life. I've leveraged my life to go to the church right. and love on the pastors. So this isn't. Um, if this is a calling the church to obedience, if this is if this is an awakening the church to the reality of their of their wonderful opportunity that God has set before them. Um, but this isn't a negative criticism of the church. Yeah. This is hey, the church is doing so many things right. There's so much going on in the church. Um, if if we were if we were to do less of what I think we've coined a middleman ministry, right? If we were to do less, I mean, mm -hmm. you can put a fruit basket together and give it to somebody. It's good ministry. Do that. You know, yeah. um, you can uh, you can write checks and send checks in to the uh, to the the resource centers. Please continue send the checks into the pregnancy resource centers. Yeah. They need that. We need that. That is an arm of the pro life movement, right? Um, so those are good things. But if I, I believe, and I called a pastor to this task, and I got I got some severe pushback. But I believe if that is all we do, mm. yeah. if that is all we do, have we discipled the people of God in the area of life? Yeah. Have we shepherded the people mm. of God to be um, the, the 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 presence of Christ in the area of life, in the city, in the community, in the world around them? Yeah. Um, I don't believe. We've done that. So I think we're just missing that component. So uh, many churches are getting it. We're seeing, we're seeing that light go on. We're seeing churches recognize the priority yeah. of the gospel, recognize the priority of, because of, this is, look, this is, this is not just taking a pro-life stance. It's not. There's so much more here. And many of the pastors are getting this. This is biblical manhood, Rigo. This is biblical womanhood. Mm -hmm. This is biblical family. Mm -hmm. um, this, is, this is evangelism. This yeah. is gospel centeredness. This yeah. is all of those things wrapped into the area of this fire starter 
called abortion. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, Frank. You have 59 churches that have come on board and that are that, that are doing the prayer walks and that are, yeah. and we'll talk real quick because I know we're coming close to an end, but we'll talk okay. a little bit about what it looks like to be a house of refuge and what yeah. it is that Love yeah, Life yeah. does with House of Refuge. Um, so you have 59 churches. How many churches can you estimate, more or less, that you've gone <laughs> and you've sat with to talk to them about this abortion crisis, to speak to them about Love Life? How many churches would you say, how many pastors, how many leaders would you say that you, you've sat with in these two and a half years that no, you've I've been with Love Life? Seven hundred. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no less than 200. No, oh, less, wow. less, no less than 200. Churches. So 200, and, and, you're, and you're being kind with 200. Yeah, so, I think so. So 200, 200, and over 200. Yeah. And 59 churches have said yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's the problem. And, and it, it's just a matter of, look, I'm not, I'm not selling anything. I'm, no, no, I'm presenting the, the gospel opportunity. Listen, you sat with me, you sat with me, and you, yeah. s- you said something very funny. It was <laughs> pray about it. <laughs> yeah, said, yeah, yeah. And I said, no, no. There's nothing to pray about. I'll see you Tuesday for the yeah. for the walk. The, the uh, pastor's preview the, that we do. Yeah, the yeah. pastor's preview. I'll yeah. be there. And I knew, like, no, no, we have to be part of this Amen. from the moment. Amen. So this is not an issue that you pray about. No. Yeah. Well, I like, mean, look. Like, let me I, see I what think, God wants me to do when it comes to... Like, right. Like, no, let, let, me pray, let me pray about if, praying. Yeah. I mean, right? Yeah. Um, and I would say, look, any pastor listening, any pastor in any church in South Florida that's listening... Or any it, Christian that belongs to a church... Sure. Mm-hmm. Show this to your pastor. Show this to your pastor. Wait, I am, I'm, I'm willing to go. We will do a pastor's preview yeah. where we will walk through the entire prayer walk together so the pastor can have an intimate picture, an intimate view of what it looks like that the church will be doing. Yeah. And, and look, the prayer walk is, 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 is a base hit, man. That's, that's a home run. But yeah. that's not the end of the game. No, it's not. The goal is that people in the church would rise up and say, well, wait a minute. I can be a part of the solution. I can help. I want to be on the sidewalk. I want to be a mentor. I want to mentor a young mom or a young dad. I want to be able to, to come to the prayer walk and, and pray, be a prayer walk champion. Those are the connections that come from the church that are so vital, so significant. Because, yeah, we need mentors. Yeah. There are moms and dads choosing life, and they need to be mentored by men and women, yeah. godly men and women like you guys that are out mm-hmm. in the church. Yeah. So that's a connection that we desperately need, yeah. um, but that comes from the body of Christ. So I would say, man, anybody listening, they can reach out to us and we can, we can show you what it looks like yeah. to walk this road of faith. And know that it's, uh, it's not about a denomination. No. Like, oh, so mm-hmm. what denomination are you guys? It's, this is not about a denomination. Right. This is about the kingdom. This is about mm-hmm. what we need to do regardless with whatever background or whatever yeah. you call yourself, whatever kind of Christian you are, yeah. this is what we're all called to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's really a call to anyone who's a believer, and mm-hmm. and and we're we're calling the non-believers too, like step yeah. into this. Yeah. yeah. What are we saying? This? Christianity 101. Christianity 101, because it's not it's yeah. not politics. That's no. actually that's it's become one politics, of the but yeah. It's not. That's it's not. one of the big issues is the oh well we don't and we hear from churches a lot well we don't really get into politics. Cool, we're not asking you to get into politics. The fact that's crazy that, that the fa- that's what the churches will yeah. say. Churches, yeah. Let's talk about yeah. abortion. I don't want to get into politics. So one thing was courage, what I said earlier. The other thing was, you know, concerns about politics, things like that. So yeah. Mia, speak to that. It's, it's, not, it's not about politics at all. You know, politics, society reflects, you know, in one way or the other, yeah. what we already know to be true. So to an extent, when it comes to who you're deciding as a believer, who you're deciding to vote for, you need to base that off of the Bible. You need to base that off of, okay, what, you know, politician, what leader has the qualities and is going to stand for the things that I see in the Bible are worth standing for, right? So you do need to hold that in that scale. But whether or not it's a life 
should never be left to politics, politics and I politicians yeah. because they are not going to change the culture. So the Church good. of Jesus Christ is going to change the culture yeah. because we have the objective moral compass that works, that is true, that is going yeah. to bring life, that is going to redeem people. And if we can acknowledge that and get that right and we want to slap the politics sticker on it so that we can avoid talking about it in church, first of all, you should be able to talk about anything happening in the culture in your church mm. because mm. where else are people going to get the information from? Right. You don't, you, you can't sit with every member of your congregation all throughout the week and discuss all these different things that are happening in the world and give the biblical perspective. They need to take on that responsibility for themselves and be studying the scriptures and be diligent in prayer, but they need to be able to trust that they can come to their house of worship on a Sunday with these questions and get them answered. That's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, said, yeah. yeah, I mean, organizations will handle this from a political perspective, and that's fine. I mean, that's that's what they do, and that's and that's how they approach this topic. But we believe it is a gospel first issue. Yeah. So you know, especially in South Florida, what you will see is is this is not a political rally. We don't. We're not handing out flyers. We're not holding up signs. We're not endorsing nope. candidates. We're not doing anything like that. Um, we 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 present this as a gospel issue because we believe that it is life and death. It is the gospel that's at work here, um, and that's the way we handle it. So uh, any one of our videos that you can see online, you can see uh, at lovelife.org. You can see them also at our website, or sorry, on Instagram at uh, lovelife underscore South Florida. Any of the videos there, you'll see none of that type of political rhetoric yeah. or stance. That's good. Make sure you go down to. The the bottom we have all the links for love yeah. life um all the ways to get connected sure. um instagram websites and all that right, it's all in right, the bottom right, just right. scroll down right. um so as we come to a place of, of closure um now it's for 40 weeks you guys yeah. obviously it's more than 40 weeks but specifically the prayer walks and all that mm -hmm. it's for 40 weeks for the for the reason that yeah well this matches the gestation yeah. period of a baby in the womb right thirty nine weeks forty weeks yeah I love that you guys do that so yeah. it's for forty weeks and I, what what week what week is that fortieth week it's yeah, coming so, up right yeah so week forty is nearly here wow we have done this now thirty four <laughs> Saturdays in a row we're almost like a church plant really close to a church plant in yeah. the sense that we set up and tear down this worship service every Saturday for the church so we're in week thirty four. So week 40 is as coming. We're, as we're speaking today. We're as we're speaking 34. today, okay. yeah. So week 40 is coming, November 11th, Saturday, so, November 11th. And the reason why that's a big deal, Rigo, you know, you went there mm -hmm. last year and the year before. Week 40 is the culmination of our prayer walk season. So yeah. we invite all of the churches that participated with us throughout the year, and we have a grand celebration of life where all of our moms are there with their babies. All of the mentors come. The pastors and the churches come. Last year, Rigo, we had seven hundred people yeah. there and 29 local pastors were there That's it was amazing. an amazing display yeah, yeah. just Tremendous. just think about that picture the peaceful presence of christ like that in front of the culture in yeah. front of the watching world yeah. this is what's changing the culture and that's what's so exciting about this mm -hmm. so saturday november 11th it's coming um, up it's, it's next month yeah. that's right it's actually next month next month um we want to see everyone there we, yeah we yeah. i know nest is going to be there the way is going to be there a lot of our churches Can't will wait, be yeah. there yeah. and again it's going to be a great display yeah. of faith yeah. Um, and to add to that picture of um, <clears throat> the the churches being there and the the pastors being there, you get to meet the sidewalk counselors yeah. all throughout South Florida. Uh, they wear prayer walkers wear light blue shirts, volunteers wear dark gray shirts, and these prayer um, these sidewalk counselors wear uh, bright orange shirts. So you'll be able to pick one out and and meet one, and you yeah. will get to see mothers holding their children that they wow. once went to that abortion clinic wow. for it changes completely changes everything 
to meet a pregnant woman outside of that abortion center it's amazing. and then be holding her child nine yeah, months it's, later. It's amazing yeah. that yeah. you guys have this evidence that yes. there Amen. is this proof yeah. that here is this child now a little bit more grown mm-hmm. and with their mom, with their family saying, I was about to walk into this center. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. about to murder yeah. kill my child mm-hmm. yeah. but here is my child alive mm-hmm. and yeah. they're at this love life they're going to be there at this yeah. 40th week mm-hmm. and um it's just a testimony yeah. you guys have stories like that stories of some of these families and some of these children that were yeah. saved and, me, and they're here today you said you said um how many children a hundred a hundred babies have been saved a hundred babies and these have are, been saved these are these are scheduled abortions that's amazing that show up to the place of abortion and they choose life, and, yeah, and then is, all of that ensues from there. So what the, a there's a hundred incredible. And let me tell you, when you see that baby, oh, man. and you see that mom, and you hold that child, it changes you, Rigo. It yeah. changes you. And you have an opportunity to see real moms, real babies that are alive today. And those moms, if you ask that mom, you talk to that dad, <laughs> they do not regret their decision to keep oh, their child. Sure. They are full sure. of joy full of vigor, full of excitement because of the child that looks them in the eye and shows them and yeah. that they love them. And says, Mom. And says, Mama. That's amazing. Amen. Yeah. yeah. So how can uh, someone that's watching this, mm-hmm. you know, they want their church, oh, man, I, I really hope that my pastor would jump on board. I really hope that my church could do something like this. I, 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 I let's say my church doesn't do it. I want to be part of something yeah. like this. Um, just really quick, I know you already said, like, sure. hey, Check out some of these links and, and yeah. join us. Yeah. Um, but also, maybe there is a pastor, some a pastor that will see this or they'll mm-hmm. share it with them. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that look like? You could talk about um, the House of Refuge and what some of these churches have decided. Sure. I know we are a House of Refuge. Right. If you want to just share a little bit about that and, sure. and answer Same. some of those questions, well, they, want, they can call Pastor Rigo. Yeah. So call Pastor yeah, yeah, yeah. Rigo. Everyone call Rigo. <laughs> Keep your phone on. Um, uh, no, lovelife.org. Uh, anybody who wants to go to the prayer walk or wants to wants to be a part of it, you can go to lovelife.org and you can scroll down, click on South Florida, and that'll give you an opportunity to actually register for week 40. Uh, so look for South Florida on the map there at lovelife.org. That's one easy way to do that. You can also connect with us, as we said, during one of the links, lovelife underscore South Florida. You can ask a question there. DM us and and you'll get a responsive information that you need. Um, But yeah, the House of Refuge is an incredible, incredible thing. Um, That's a church that that has been designated as a safe space. So this is this is a church with almost an elevated status with Love Life. Um, It is a church that is prepared and ready to receive moms and dads and families to come to them so that they can be loved on and encouraged and discipled. That church, the House of Refuge Church, will never condemn will never shame, will never put aside any mother, any father, any family that shows up from uh, from the street to the church that Love Life sends them, and uh, they will be loved on and be encouraged in their walk of faith um, and discipled. And th- look, this is what the church does, right? This is how the church functions in the life of people. And uh, the House of Refuge is really a significant, um, very simple, very easy way to do that. We have 15 Houses of Refuge here in South Florida. Those are churches that are prepared and ready. We make one phone call. They receive the people. They know exactly what to do with them. They have liaisons there. Like you said, like even the nest is ready to do that. And uh, many churches are ready to do that. 15 of them, in fact. But we would love more of those. If your church wants to become a house of refuge, you can contact us again through Instagram or through our website. And we can certainly walk you through the steps of that uh, incredible opportunity to, uh, to be able to love on and minister. I mean, imagine this. 
we want to send people to the church. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, churches, we want to send you yeah. moms and dads, and we're on the street and ready to send them to you. So join us in that uh, changing the culture this yeah, way. That's yeah, that's great. I appreciate you guys so much. You know, listening to your daughter, Frank, mm-hmm. Mia, you know, um, I'm thinking about like your generation mm-hmm. and the things that are being pushed and the things that are being said. And here you are as a voice going against the flow, going, ag- you know, you're going against that, that current. Um, just real quick, what, what encouragement can you give to someone your age, someone younger that says, I feel the same way, but but how? How do I do this in this generation you know, how, how can I stand up to, in boldness with courage the way that you um, are showing? Uh, because it really is just a, 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 an amazing thing to see. What a testimony it is. But I know that there's someone watching that says, I wish I could be as bold. I mean, my goodness, there's, there's 40-year-olds and 50-year-olds <laughs> that are saying that. I wish yeah. I could have that courage. I wish I could be yeah. as bold. But that's amazing to see someone your age take such a stance. And, and we answer, right, because we're Christians. Yeah. Um, but, but man, just speak into that for a moment because that, that must be very interesting. The pushback, the things that you probably have to face and how God is just moving you forward and now part of love life and stuff like that. What do you have to say about that? Well, it's not me. (laughs) Um, I am not like the most sociable person. If I see someone I know in public, I'm probably going to just turn the other way and keep going because I'm not I'm not like extreme extrovert or anything like so that. Not like your dad. You're the, not, you're at all, not, not at all. Not at all in that sense. <laughs> uncomfortable, true. uncomfortable conversation. You don't have to throw things at me. Sorry, 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 no. Uncomfortable conversations. You got me nervous. Um, <laughs> you gotta wait. Um, uncomfortable conversations are not my forte. Conflict is not what I wake up every right. morning seeking. Um, but when you see, and it goes back to that first time I saw a girl my mm. age, it yeah, just really makes that. it realize, oh, it's it's people my age. Like it's it's yeah, that what what am I doing to help? You know. So I think it it all starts with informing yourself. It starts okay. with doing the work to to because really when I started seeking out the information, when I started really finding truth, when I started comparing what the Bible said to and the science and all of that, because shocker, the science, the actual science of embryology does not deny the scriptures because it's almost like God, you know, created a real. Anyways, um, when I started educating myself on that is what drove the passion behind it, because it was like, why is nobody talking about this? Why is this culture so diluted? Why are people my age so hopped up on this ideology that they know what they know, they know what's going on. They know the signs. They heard this, they saw this TikTok. Well, they read this on this blog. Why is everyone so high up on that and not just doing the actual work to find the information because it's there. Mm -hmm. And so I think what I would say is to first, um, because I have friends of mine that are kind of beginning to to join us and to come help volunteer sure. on Sundays and all of that. So I've yeah. had these similar conversations yeah. recently. It all starts with getting the information because when you're informed, yeah. it's just like just like in our normal daily practice yeah. as Christians, when you read the Bible and you're you're growing towards the heart of Christ, you're able to have things to tell people and you're able to equip yourself for those kinds of mm-hmm. conversations because after informing yourself, the next step is doing something about the information that you have. Mm-hmm. It's not gathering the information and keeping it for yourself. It's not hiding your light under a bushel. Mm-hmm. It's sharing that with people. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so people my age, 
like that are on college campuses that, you know, have their group of friends, whatever. It's simple conversations about difficult things. Number one, that deepen friendships and relationships. Uncomfortable conversations are how to deepen and strengthen friendships and relationships. So if you have people around you that you sincerely call your friends and you're not having conversations like this with them about what they believe, the difficult things about what they believe, the different opinions, um, that's definitely something that you should change. And don't be afraid of the uncomfortable conversations. The Lord, the Lord is, is faithful and he, he equips us. Don't get so it's, it's not about you. It's not about me when I have difficult conversations and it's not about anyone having these difficult conversations. It's purely just choosing to be faithful to what God has called you to. And so if, if you're a believer and you are, you know, a young person and your young adult group and you want to get involved and you want to do something and you don't know where to start, Get informed. Um, Seth Gruber is an incredible resource. Um, I spend most of my time listen in the car listening to Seth Gruber and his podcasts and the people that he has on his podcasts. Um, they're a wealth of knowledge. He offers even additional resources to his own resources that are other objective ways to be informed about this. Um, equip yourself with the information and then go do something about it. Wonderful, man. Thank you. Amen. You know, I, I posted this quote this week. Um, and it, it just it stuck with me over several days. William Wilberforce, if you know that name, um, helped abolish slavery. He said, may they not say we remain silent mm. when they needed us. Mm. I don't want to be silent. Yeah. And we see now many churches are not being silent because there are people that need us. And that, that has really kind of informed my conscience on yeah. why we do what we do. Because um, okay. we, don't, we don't like this work necessarily. Yeah. Like I've had pastors tell me, this hey, Frank, I'm, I'm glad you found your thing. I'm glad yeah. you're excited and passionate about yeah. that thing you're doing. You want you want to work yourself out of the job. Yeah, literally, <laughs> quite literally, it. quite yeah. literally. Because to be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not excited or passionate about babies dying. Of course. Mm-hmm or the difficult, dark situations that we have to walk moms through. I'm not. I am excited about the church and the pastors rising up to be the church. I am excited when I see the armies of the living God driving a stake into the ground, saying we are not accepting the death of innocent lives anymore. That I'm excited about. And that's what gets me going, because they are not remaining silent much longer. Praise God, bro. Man, that's awesome. I think that's that's, that's a great place to end it. Amen. That's a great place to say... Amen. Amen. So be it. That's Amen. good. You know, um, we want to, again, we'll just invite everyone to week 40th, uh, November 11th. Make sure okay. you're there. Hit, a, hit the links. Follow us. Follow Love Life. Amen. Uh, bring some friends. Bring some people. Come just come check it out. Or yeah. jump on the, one of these last Saturdays. Uh, just get there and see it for yourself. But we want to see everyone uh, show up for that November 11th. That's right. The largest 40th, evangelical yeah. prayer walk. In Florida. Yeah, be there. It's going to be amazing. You're, you're not going to leave there and say, I shouldn't have come. Yeah. I should have done some. You're going to, you're going to go because every time I've even done just a prayer walk, yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this was a good thing. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you never regret it. You never yeah. leave mm-hmm. and say, ah, oh, man, I regret it. So just be there and you'll see and you'll thank us. You'll hug, you'll hug all of us and say, Amen. thanks, for, thanks for that podcast. I'm here because <laughs> of that. Um, and then some last few things, guys. Again, make sure that you hit that bell. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share, and, um, and I hope you, you comment, and, and you could still comment as you end, or reach out to us 
Um, reach out to one of the links. We'd love to hear from you. If you love what you've heard, you want to you wanna give to this, you, you have options there through the links to give uh, to Love Life, to what we're doing here at the Good New Days. Um, let the Lord stir you into that. But, but pray and do something. Um, let your uh, deeds, right, back up your faith. Amen. So Amen. that's what we're hoping for. Um, and for anyone else that's there, maybe you're hurting and, and you've wept you, or uh, you've been through this. Uh, there's nothing but grace and, compa- and compassion Amen. that the Lord has for you. And we want you to receive that and know that. So connect with us and uh, let us speak to you and, and know that it's not over. It's not your end. There is healing. God wants to do a work in you. Amen. So, Amen. so grateful for you, Mia. So grateful for you, Pastor Frank. Thank you guys for your time. Thank you for saying yes. And thank you, Pastor. For having this conversation. Yeah. Um, it's a conversation that I love to hear. And I love to be part of, and um, you guys speak it so well, and you guys do it so well, just fighting, Amen. fighting the good fight, Amen. and uh, running the running this race that God's called us. Amen. Mm-hmm. Your blessing, the Nest Church, is a blessing too. Thank you, brother. Right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate Again, thank you guys for joining us at the Good New Days. But we like to do one last thing before okay. we say, I like to say peace when I end everything. Okay. And it's just, it's a small little token from our heart to say thank you, and that we love you guys, we appreciate you guys. We're going to go ahead and we do this. And every episode, there's some little merch here. Oh, of the good cute. New days. Yeah, with some with. Oh some my gosh, things. I love this shirt. Hey, yes, I'm a pastor. I love free stuff, yeah. bro. <laughs> <laughs> so you got some stuff inside of it as well that, that comes with it, and also oh, a t-shirt. Cool. So so welcome to the Good New Days family oh, thank as well. You. Thank, you. thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. No, thank you, man. Awesome right. being a part of the family. Cute. Yes, enjoy it. So thank you, guys, again. Join us again for the Good New Days. As it continues, we have some amazing conversations coming up. But for now, we love you and peace.